she can't do right, something people on who her need own, love so are to... fucking weak <laughs> can you it's imagine like, um, no. like see Literally when you word it like that ever? yeah when you word it like that you're like oh me down i sound like a a basket case yes you confirmed know? Friends by accident. Podcast hosts on purpose. This is what you get when two Canadian women who come from completely different backgrounds serendipitously meet in a Brooklyn apartment. This is Accidental Friends with Aline Deggin and Kristen Mandela. This podcast is brought to you by Viv. We have a sponsor, y'all, and we absolutely love them. They're an amazing company, and they create eco-conscious period products. As you know, uh, I mean, maybe you don't know, Aline and I menstruate. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we absolutely love that their pads are made of bamboo fiber, and their tampons are made with organic cotton. I use their silicone uh, menstrual cup and absolutely love it. So if you want to support us and you need some new period care, just head to um, our affiliate link in our bio or in our Instagram. We have it kind of all over the place. In our show notes. Yeah, yes. we'll put it in the show notes too. Um, all right. So for episode three yes. of season three, mm-hmm. we thought let's go back to our roots. You know, like our episode, our season one kind of Energy. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Energy, yeah. And so talk about something that I th- I feel like was not talked about at all. Like I was really kind of unaware that this was a thing. Um, and, and then we learned it is, hard. <laughs> yeah, slapped right in the face. Yes. But when you are on a healing journey of any sort, um, it's not linear at all. No. And so you think, okay, I'm going to take it into my own hands or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you've been kicked back 10 steps. Yes. When you thought you were making so, so much progress. So we've both been there. Maybe we're going through it now. Who knows? So I want we want to chat about yes because we um this was a shock to our system for sure it really was and I feel like it's one of those things that you really have to experience to like fully understand that like the magnitude of like how hard life humbles you when you're (laughs) like you're going around and you're like oh my god I've done all this work and then you wake up and you're like oh no I'm having the worst day just kidding yeah yeah yeah. JK I'm not okay I'm not I'm unwell (laughs) all of a sudden I know (laughs) yeah you like think that what used to like trigger you doesn't trigger you anymore yeah. and then one thing happens and you're like oh shit i got more work to do bother me I yeah know. yeah so it's just another i know so when did you first when were you first like fully aware that healing isn't linear like when did you learn that so in real I life know I, like, <laughs> in irl yes i feel like i i've always talked about like my mental health and my body image that like started in 2017 and all of that but mm-hmm. i think that a lot of that stemmed into body image issues and so then it made me feel better about myself because I think as a person I know this has also been another um podcast but like as a person I've always known that I'm like a kind nice person like I've been confident in being a kind nice person but like because my body didn't match blah 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 that I just that's where my insecurities and and like you know all that stuff came from um but like true I guess healing and what I would call like not what I would call what is called shadow work and all that stuff that I didn't start till end of 2020. Shadow work being kind of like sitting with the darker parts of yourself and kind of yeah and and feeling comfortable in the quiet of your mind right? Yeah I felt like a lot of things were bothering me Mm. that should just not bother me. I see. Like 
honestly like so a you boy came at it with like a curiosity would kind of stand thing. me up yeah, yeah and i would cry about it and right. i'm like i hate this person like i don't want to be this person anymore right. like why am i reacting this way or like stuff would happen with friends and like i would just be like annoyed about it mm. and i was like i don't understand like why i'm reacting like this i see so i started that in like late 2020 i would say like december 2020 plus it was covid i was living alone i had lots of time to think yes i will also say i'm not in any type of like talk therapy like i'm not in any kind of therapy i journal a lot and like just kind of self therapize i guess i know i find it so wild to me that you've never been to therapy i think you would love it i know i'm sure i would but i just i don't know this has been working for me and I'm I know. loving it. So I, I, I want to like dive into why you haven't gone to therapy. Haven't gone to therapy? Yeah. I don't know. I just have never. I'm like, ah, I can figure this out. I know. But I think that's. And it's I also, think that in itself yeah. is something. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure I could benefit from therapy. Like I'm not. I'm not. Oh, and this isn't me saying that you need therapy. I just think it's interesting because yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people that I've had conversations with because I'm such a pro therapy. Yeah. I'll call myself an advocate. I really do bring it up in like <laughs> almost every fucking conversation. But. I think it's interesting because a lot of people that I've spoken to when I'm like, oh, yeah, like I go to therapy and like this is what I've gained from it or whatever. People are like, oh, yeah, like I I don't think I I need it or I I think I can figure this out by myself. And I think that's a funny, a funny thing. Yeah, totally. I don't know. I just kind of um, I think I'm also so interested in all of this stuff. So I'm like very, very curious to like how it it works too yeah totally yeah so it's like i love the learning aspect Mm -hmm. of it of like all of that and then on top of that like how can i apply it to myself but i find that like as of december 2020 and then i think by like my 30th birthday and i would say there's like little tests along the way of like from i would say like december all the way to my 30th in june 2021 um that like tested are you really healing? Like, do you feel that your worth as a person is going up or your idea of your self-worth is going up and all that stuff? So I was like, June, my 30th birthday, like when everyone was asking me, aren't you nervous about turning 30? And I was like, no, I'm obsessed. Mm. I love it. Like I have never felt more me. I'm so excited for what my future holds. And then July, 2021. (laughs) You're like, you had a solid 30 days of feeling that way. And then- <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I, no. July 2021, and I was like, I, I just was journaling one day and I, like, and I journal like stream of consciousness mm-hmm. sometimes, a lot of times. And uh, I was writing and I was like, oh my God. And I just like sat sobbing in my condo. And I was like, I, like, I never even thought of this thing as having an effect on me um and so I like sat with it for I think like three four weeks and I was like okay you just need to like feel it out I felt like I had like completely gone backwards and I was like because then it makes you also question everything else right like do I really think that I'm yeah it's a bit of a ripple effect into like every other like if this one thing that kind of like triggered you is I don't know, has to do with your career. And you were like, oh my God, like that's where you were, that's where you were kind of fixing that worthiness wound. That to like, it'll trickle into like your friendships and like you start to question that or your relationships Mm -hmm. or your family. Like I found it was kind of questioning a little bit of everything. And I was like reclusing into this like insecure 
weird per like I felt weird. Wow. I, I don't know how else to describe it, but I was like, I feel weird. Like I feel like a weird individual right Whoa. now. And I can't figure it out. And so I just sat with it for like 30 days. I was like, I'm not rushing this. Like this is a big thing. And um when I got out on the other side, I was like, <laughs> Sheesh. That was a big one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> But it's incredible and- that you allowed yourself to have that space to just sit with it. Because I think that's the one thing I've noticed mm-hmm. is especially in the culture that we have, things are moving so fast paced and we are really never incentivized to just sit with our thoughts mm-hmm. and sit in silence. And I think that's something, that's kind of where all of the healing comes from. Happens. Yeah. But I will say is that I think that I had it lucky in the sense that like at the time I was living alone. Mm-hmm. I still am, but like living alone, working from home. That's what I mean. Everything yeah, it's was incredible. from home. You were able to so I didn't have that space. Have to like, yeah. So I didn't have like like to put on a face if I like went into a workplace. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't on video chats and stuff like that often that like I had to hide what I was going through. I could just like do work, your work and feel it mm-hmm. like as I'm literally working on something. Right. Um, so that's when it kind of hit and it's like very discouraging. Very. Which I'm sure like, you know, cause like when did you first feel that? Definitely. I mean, I've had like so many of these kind of pitfall moments where I'm humbled <laughs> into realizing that I have so much more work to do. And yeah. it is kind of a good reminder. And I, I think you and I will both agree on the fact that like if you ever think that you're at the finish line, like if you're like, oh my God, I'm cured. I don't need to do any more (laughs) healing. I'm done. That's the best indicator that you're not because I think you have to, to get to that point. Well, you never get to that point. And I think that's where you need to, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't think there ever is a finish line where you're just like sitting. I think the whole thing, it's like a practice. It is like an everyday evolving. There will always be something that you need to work on. I do want to just put in a little caveat and I've seen this all over because I think that like uh, being part of on on your healing journey and like all of that stuff, it's become a lot more common and a lot more open that people talk about. Right. But I have seen people say, because I'm like, oh, I'm healing and I'm I'm not going to do this until I'm like fully healed in that aspect of yeah, whatever. Yeah, totally. But I do want to also say that you're not constantly, you're not like, don't think that you can't have things because you constantly need to be healing. Yeah. Like sometimes get I to totally a point agree. that you're like, I am so great and like live in that sit in that celebrate that because something's gonna happen that's gonna like trigger you to like that's what i mean yeah totally one level up but i don't feel that you are constantly having to work on something to make yourself a better person yeah and i think that's where the mindset comes in where it's like you're you're healing things and you're but you have to come from a place of like true compassion with yourself yeah and i don't think it needs to come from like the oh yeah i'll go on this vacation once i'm X once I'm this weight it's almost yeah. like that mentality where you're like yes, oh well yes, I can't yes, reward myself totally. with this until I'm fixed and that whole mentality yeah. is wrong because you have to realize that there's nothing broken in you to begin with healing doesn't mean that you're mm-hmm. fixing something that's inherently wrong with you it just means that you're kind of um like looking at yourself through a more compassionate lens yeah you know yeah wow well, I like that a lot thank you <laughs> and I think that's where <laughs> I realized that that's where most of my work came from is 
the inner child stuff is that I need yes. to speak to myself in a more compassionate way. And I, I need to see myself through a more compassionate lens and not meet it with this like, well, why the fuck aren't you over this yet? Why aren't you yeah. like, yeah. okay, you know what? Like we're, we're done. You've had all this incredible yeah. life. You had a great childhood. You had this, you had that. Like, what are we still doing here? And I was yeah. like resisting it almost. Do you know what I mean? Cause it was mm-hmm. coming from this like mm-hmm. ego of like embarrassment that things were affecting me the way that they were. Yeah. So basically, also, like you see the same things that affect you, and they don't affect other people the same right. way. And you're like, I don't understand how you're not like, like in shambles, pissed about this, totally. or annoyed about this, yeah. or like triggered by this. But then it's like some stuff that other people get annoyed, triggered, pissed, or whatever. I'm like, how? Why is that such a big why deal? Is that to you? Like, you? I don't. Yeah. Why is that bothering you? But it's that like when you're on the other side of it, it's kind of like annoying and discouraging because yeah. you're like, am I? an idiot (laughs) yeah and I think for me it was interesting to like recognize just how like non-linear everything is and that like I Mm -hmm. I kind of I I think a lot of people maybe do this but I think putting everything on this like linear structure where it's like okay well if I'm moving forward and every day is after the other day then like there's these kind of like benchmarks of like, okay, well then this won't bother yeah. me and then this won't bother me or whatever. And I just think that like when we recognize that we're very complex individuals and mm-hmm. that like so much stuff affects how we move around in the world that you kind of just have to take every day as it comes. And that's where like yeah. living more in the present has really helped me. I used yes. to always really fight. I'm so scared still of living a mediocre life, of what I perceive to be a mediocre life and a mediocre existence, that I'm constantly looking to the future to be like, okay, well, in order to not be ordinary and to not live this like mundane nine to five capitalist whatever, I need to like live abroad and I need need to like live on a fucking boat and I need to like learn how to do handstands and I need to like whatever, like all these random, all this random shit. And what it actually was doing was I was completely missing out on the beauty of every single day. Mm-hmm. I was living in this beautiful apartment with my beautiful partner and I had amazing food and clean water and these really simple beauties that I think we miss mm-hmm. out on every single day. And it was honestly leading me to be fucking miserable because I was like, yeah. well, we're not in Spain. And it's like, well, yeah, no <laughs> shit. You're not in Spain. You're here. But here is also beautiful. Yeah. And I think that was a huge learning and a turning point for me was that like, I thought I had done all this work, but I was just like so scared to be missing out on what I thought was like more important that I was just Mm -hmm. missing everything here. And it really affected my relationship and it really affected just like my ability to move every single day and be like, oh, well, I'm like just grateful that I can breathe and I'm grateful that I can walk and I'm grateful that I can like Mm -hmm. see my friends. You know what I mean? And I think it was a really hard time. It it was honestly not that long ago. It was like literally like four months ago. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But it was really difficult for me to like. I feel like we were going through it a little bit at the same I time. I think so because I, I think I talked to you about it. Going out for we, dinner, yeah, yeah, we went out for dinner, me, you, and Chloe before our soccer game, and I think that like we kind of briefly touched on this, and I was like, "Listen, like I'm right there with you." Through it the last yeah. like three, four weeks, and you were like, "Oh my god, me, me too. too!" Like it was right around that time. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that's. It is a little bit, I would say humiliating. I think that's a bit too strong of a word, but I think you understand what I mean, where it's like if you spend so much time, like again, journaling, reading books, speaking for Mm -hmm. me with my therapist every three weeks and um, like having these very open conversations with people, 
you feel like you on you have to for some reason be like the spokesperson for it like in yeah. a way you know what I mean and I feel yeah, like that yeah, was something yeah. that was really hard for me to grapple with was just like just because I'm really open about me working on these things doesn't mean that I have to have it figured out and that doesn't mean that I also yeah. can't have bad days and I think the more that you resist bad days the more bad days will come because 100%. you have to feel them and and fully feel them and move through them and I think I've probably yeah. talked to you about this but the difference in like my first therapist versus my second therapist, like my first therapist, did, it was like cognitive behavioral therapy where it's basically just like talk, you're just talking through everything. And it's like the kind of like, well, how did that make you feel? But everything's happening in the mind. Everything's intellectualizing it. And I'm very good at doing that. I'm very good at being like, well, this hurt me because I understand that this is like this and that hurt me because of this and like this. And it's all happening in my brain. And I'm not, I'm not actually physically feeling anything in my body mm-hmm. and I'm not processing how it made me feel, if that makes sense. Yeah. I never understood this distinction. Like I, yeah, I so there's so many different types of therapies, yeah. but I think I don't understand it as like, there's just, practice. there's just different techniques that f- different professionals use in order to like help people process grief or whatever Mm. it may be or difficulties that they're having and for me my second therapist I don't know what it's called uh, what her type of therapy I forget Mm. but it's based it's like emotional therapy so like I sit with like if I'm ever talking too much about like oh yeah well then this person said this and like it really bothers me because this is like this and she's like okay stop and sit and like explain to me how you're feeling like put put words to the feelings rather than like just just talking about it I don't know if I'm explaining this yeah, properly, yeah, yeah. but that yeah. was where okay. like a really big turning point came for me too which is instead of just always talking about how things are upsetting me actually just sitting with it like like how you were saying and and feeling it because I think the more that we avoid these uncomfortable feelings the more that they they grow just like those terrible pimples underneath your skin yeah. that you can't pop you know what oh I mean God, I hate those so much yeah they're yeah. terrible but that's how it feels they're like terrible. for me where it's like I was embarrassed to be feeling these uncomfortable feelings so I resisted them and I resisted them and yeah. I resisted them and all of a sudden I was just like I these are unignorable to me now yeah and it's like the toxic positivity find- sometimes where you feel like yeah. okay well I'm on this side of it and I just want to be like everything's great and then mm-hmm. I think if you go too far on that side you ignore very real feelings Mm -hmm. I also think this is like one thing that I have also like learned in the process is that because we're so open about it and we talk about it so much maybe people expect us to like be healed or totally you know that's what I mean by you feel like you have to be a spokesperson constantly um and so sometimes I find there's like people that are not in therapy or like in any kind of like whether that's like personal like development or whatever or yeah personal development or, or anything and I find I used to find that used to bother me like if somebody was else like, wasn't doing those things yeah because I was like well I don't know how to talk to you about what I'm feeling right and blah 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 and I'm like I don't understand like it used to really frustrate me but it like part of the whole process was that like Maybe they're just content. Or they're just doing something a different way than you. And something a different yeah, way, and you know? And it's like way. not your thing. It's yeah. not not your monkey, not your circus. Mm-hmm. Like it's just I knew not- you were going to say that. Isn't that so funny? It's- I was, I was going to say it and I was like, <laughs> no, I'm going to wait because Aline's going to say it for sure. 
<laughs> not my monkey, not, not my, my circus. But circus. it's just, it's so true. I, w- I would like get really frustrated. And then I'm like, why? Like, you're not the one living their life. So right. like, if they're content the way that they're living their life, like let them freaking live I it. Know. Yeah. So. I just think it's, yeah, it's so interesting. And I think the one thing I've learned from it is just to give yourself a break, you know? Yeah. Because I th- yeah. think we're, I, and I again, it's easier said than done, obviously. But course, when we're always. always expecting to be complete and done and like the arrived, you know what I mean? In this like yeah. state of healing or in this state of like perfection, we leave mm-hmm. like no room for like the things that we don't expect in life. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. we're expected to like plan things out so much. And I just think yep. it's so interesting because we have no idea what's coming tomorrow. So I, I just know. think the more that we let go of these preconceived notions and these ideas of yeah. like what is complete and what is finished and just like try as best we can to live in the moment and be appreciative of like truly the tiniest things. Like I was reading yeah. this book called Pieces Every Breath and – it's learning about how like it's, it's all mindfulness practice basically and like living mm-hmm. consciously but it's so interesting when you really think about how much your life would change if you injected a little bit of gratitude into the simplest things washing yes. your hands and not being like oh wow yeah. i'm washing my hands but just sitting there and observing yourself washing your hands and being like isn't it incredible that i can yeah. turn a faucet and fresh water in our case cuz we live in toronto and not in northern canada fresh water comes out and I can wash my hands safely and how what a beautiful beautiful thing that is you know what I mean yeah because your life just gets so much more simple and so much more beautiful instead of being like just moving through the world always just like never thinking about what you're actually doing in the moment Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah and I find that also like you mentioning about being present and constantly being present like that has That's like one of the biggest changes that I feel like I've made that has helped because like you, I was like really anxious. I I feel, I feel the exact same sentiment as you that I'm like, I do not want to live a mediocre life. And it's so interesting. I was like having this conversation the other day about like when you, if you could like see yourself in the future, what would you want to ask your future self? Like you're on your deathbed or something. And like, what would you want to ask them? And my answer was, did I live a fulfilled life and happy life? Mm-hmm. I want to live a fulfilled life. I want to be fulfilled in my life. And I was like, that's all I want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know the details. I just want to know, do you feel fulfilled with how your life turned out? And I think all of that comes with being present because 100%. you literally have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. You and I also think we can and look, you have yeah. no clue. And you can look at some of the richest people in the world that have the most material possessions and they're all fucking losers. And I'm not, I literally <laughs> will not stutter. Bill Gates, every single one of them are psychopaths and they're all insane. And it doesn't <laughs> matter that they have every single monetary possession that yeah. they could ever want in their entire life. They will never be satisfied. And, and I think, and a lot of people are like that. And I think it comes from, that's just me putting billionaires on blast, but I just think it it's so indicative of like the fact that you don't need it's not a material thing like you're never going to get to a point where like oh well now my base salary is x amount now I can be happy no it's if that's your mentality you will never be happy truly because yeah 
then the next kind of hamster wheel will pop up and you're going to have to go around that thing to find happiness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just think, I, I honestly, it's so hard because when I'm having bad days and I, I'm on Instagram or I'm on TikTok, I'm seeing these people in the Maldives or wherever mm-hmm. um, living this amazing life that they seem to be living. And you're like, that looks exceptional. That looks like an exceptional life. It really life. does. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think, you know what? Those people are people too and they have bad days too. And I just think the bottom line, like the root of what I'm trying to say and I'm finding it hard to say the word, like find the words is that like the more we realize that every single person is as complex and, mm-hmm. you know, complicated and, and has their bad days as we are, the more we'll mm-hmm. stop romanticizing the shit out of what everybody else has and look at what yeah. we have. Yeah. And how much, inc- how many incredible things that we have, not only to offer, mm-hmm. but also to just like be grateful for. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the person that's gallivanting through, you know what I mean? Cinque Terre yeah. or whatever in Italy, probably butcher the pronunciation of that, but like <laughs> is probably also like maybe they Dealing have a terrible shit, relationship with their dad and they're having a really yeah, shitty yeah, day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I totally. think the more that we see everybody as these like complex individuals and stop romanticizing, we're going to have a harder time comparing and also feel less of a need to compare to what all these other people yeah. are doing and being like, you know what? Yeah. If I want to go do those things, I will. I'll go do them. It doesn't hap- mm. have to happen today. And it doesn't mean that what I'm doing in the present isn't also valuable and worthy of... Yeah of respect and grace and care you know what I mean it, it doesn't yeah. mean that I'd like shit on what I'm doing right now totally and that's as much and of I a lesson for like, other people than it is for me I need to say it out loud because I also need to keep remembering that oh, of course <laughs> but also like I find I and like I have um a, a version of this tattooed on my wrist the like time clock yes. but like trust the timing of your life I say it all the time um might as well get the actual phrase tattooed on my forehead yeah but it's that like it's the idea that there's nowhere else that you should be other than exactly where you yeah. are. Like because, exactly and to be honest, there is no greater waste of your energy than thinking anything other- otherwise. Yeah. Truly. Because what, yeah. what you're going to be huffing and puffing, sitting or like whatever, pouting at your job, like mm-hmm. you can obviously grieve and, and, and feel upset yeah. for maybe like some shitty things that have happened and, and the way that things have yeah. lined up. But I think in general, like the more trust that you have, that th- that, that everything that you want is out there for you and the more like, and now we're going to get into like manifestation stuff. But I just, I think the more that you like resist but I will say, and like, like inject honestly, negativity like, into it, it really does yeah. not help anything. But I will say like, I, I know I'm that like witchy friend that's like manifest, blah, 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 mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But that has helped me like become who I am in this exact moment because I have this like literally unwavering faith that if something doesn't work out for me that just means that something better is coming along I don't know when I don't know how it's going to get here I don't know in what shape or format it's going to happen but I know I've talked to you about some like little weird witchy like manifestations that have like oddly come true, but it has always made me feel super calm. So even when I'm going through a shitty period, I'm like, this is going to help shape me to be a better person right. or a better version of myself. So I'm just like, just live in it. Just like live in the present, live in exactly the shit that you're going through right now because Nothing is going to last forever. You're going to get through it. 
And I'm also not to get on these like throw quotes out there and no, all this I stuff. Love it. But there was this thing that it was like, what's the how do you like beat a wave like a in the ocean? You don't turn your back to it, you don't face it head on, you go through it. And that's like I the safest that. place to be in a wave right. because it's like you're underneath. you're going you're not getting smacked. You're going it. underneath. It's you're either like going through it or just go with it, like ride right. with it, mm-hmm. and you'll get there safely as opposed to like trying to fight it. Right. And I always thought that was like if some if more if people are more like visual learners, I don't know <laughs> um, if that helps. Like I always found that a super super helpful visual to think about. Yeah, I really like that idea as well Too. because I think that's the opposite of what a lot of people are taught and maybe that's just like from my experience in just like yeah. having conversations with like older people like adults and 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 whatever is just like well life's not that bad so everything's fine and everything is good and you're like no like yeah that's true but that doesn't also mean that yes. hard things haven't happened and that that doesn't mean that they also don't deserve recognition like both things can exist and I think that's something that I get frustrated mm. with sometimes with like maybe the more boomery gen x conversation yeah. is like <laughs> you can't in the same sentence want something different for yourself while also being grateful for what you've had you know what I mean like I can't want something different for my own life it's not disrespectful to like if I'm talking about my parents let's say like having conversations with a a little bit more nuance and being like yeah just because I don't want what you have in your life doesn't mean that I don't think it's also great it's just not for me yes you know what I mean yes and I think that's something that I've noticed a lot in having more of these like adult peer-to-peer conversations with adults and also like my parents is just like yeah it doesn't mean that it's you know I don't know how I'm wording it yeah like I think that there's so is that would you say that's like one of your your pain points that you're working through I, I think it's one of those things that like I just don't want my parents to ever um mischaracterize you know what I mean like I don't yes, want totally. I don't want them to ever think that just because that like I want something different the, doesn't mean that I yes, d- didn't like totally. love my childhood and and just because yes. there were, were things mm-hmm. that maybe like affected me negatively doesn't mean that I'm not like incredibly eternally grateful for the life that I've and had. And I don't really even yeah and I think one of the things that you learn too is that like that's not a it's not a failure on their part. No like, and I think like that there's always jokes parent. about that on Instagram where it's like or on TikTok sorry where like people make videos being like oh mom like when you said that one thing to me it really hurt and like the mom freaks out being like oh so you think I'm the worst mom ever and I think yeah. that's where and that conversation like, comes from where it's like I can tell you that one thing affected me and that doesn't mean that you as an individual your value your worth means that you were a bad parent and it also doesn't discredit every every all the incredible things everything yeah 100 let's let's go past it yeah things aren't unequivocal like you it doesn't totally one thing does not define you as a good or a bad person it's like yeah you are a nuanced like very like complex individual and something like you can't expect to be saying everything right all the time like I remember this yeah. one quote where it was like parenting is basically just harm reduction like you know that you're going to do some harm <laughs> but you're just going to be trying to like fuck yeah. your kids up as little as possible while like possible. not putting as much of your baggage on them and I think that's totally. like such a funny realistic way of describing parenting where it's like it's not about being like the perfect parenting parent where you're like this kid yeah. will come out with zero trauma and zero things that affect them. It's like, <laughs> no, no it's, 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 it's impossible. It's just about harm reduction. And I think that's really yes. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why we do the work now so that when we have kids. When my kid comes we, up to me and says, you are the worst cook ever and I hate you, I'll be like, you know what? 
I'm going to cry in a corner. <laughs> but, but at the time, at the I'm time, I won't like, put that back on. Thank that. you for expressing <laughs> yeah. your feelings. <laughs> thank you for so your feedback. Kindly to me. <laughs> I will do better yeah. next time. <laughs> oh, goodness. But I'll definitely cry and journal about it yeah, for about three of weeks. Course. And then we can move forward. One of the things that I am working on right now, and I will say that is and we can be open about it yes. is that i used to i used to use my hyper independence as like a a badge mm. i was like i'm hyper independent i don't need a single soul on this earth yeah like I i'm don't. going in this world alone i'll go out alone yeah soon. and then through my self therapizing i was like oh that's not a good thing yeah like maybe i've you've girl boss too close to the sun like you've overcompensated yeah, a little bit too close to the sun that like I just, like, I can't let people help me. I don't know how to let like, people help me. Like, ask for help and, like, be vulnerable in that ask way. ask for help or even, like, lean on people. Right. For things. I think vulnerability. And it's like, you is, don't have to do things alone. Right. Yeah. But that's, I think, yeah. probably the the hardest thing is yeah. to be vulnerable and can I say, in that way. And so I, I bring this up because it's, like, extremely, extremely relevant. So I'm going to tell a little story. Okay. So last night I went and played a soccer game in place of my friend who is away. Yes. She was like, hey, do you mind taking my spot? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, no problem. She asked me this last week. And where the field is located is like five, 10 minutes away from my boyfriend's place. So I was like, oh, like, I don't know anyone on this team. Um, and I should bring him as like a support, mm. you know? Like, I don't know a single person. I don't even know what these people look like right. that I'm playing with. So I'm like, I should just bring him. On my drive to the field, I actually was like, I can't believe he's coming. I don't like. You like got the ick about so it, but it was your idea. <laughs> it was my idea because I was like, who have you become? You're like bringing somebody like you, you're what? You're nervous to meet new people. And you like, you're nervous loser. to <laughs> you loser. Like literally I was battling it Whoa. for like an hour before I left. I was like, just tell him that you don't want him to come. Cause like, this is something that you would have done before by yourself. Right. And you're this independent bitch. I don't want you to look like a weak little woman that like oh my god she had to come with her boyfriend around to like blah 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 and i was fighting it like the whole time i'm super happy obviously that he came yeah and i didn't say anything say any of this to him but like but both things can be true like you could have gone alone but it's also it's nice to have somebody come totally and i think i'm like i am like that really like triggered a hyper independent so i was like oh my god who am i anymore if but it I'm was not also external because you wanted other people to see you as independent like that was important for you people yes. like it, w- it wasn't about you not feeling independent because you no. know you're independent but it's like you didn't want to be perceived and oh I, honestly, these that people could be internalized be like, misogyny a little bit a little bit Ooh, gotcha. <laughs> see what i'm saying gotcha. see, what I'm saying? <laughs> see what i'm saying yeah so it's like all these little things that i'm like oh i think i'm like totally fine because i'm an independent right blah, blah, bitch yeah but that's actually not a good thing. Right. Like to be as And also to, to want to be as perceived am, as not, like you don't need no man or you're better than that yes. or you're like different than other people. Like that is yeah. also something that you need to. Now yeah. the wow. fact that I brought, I was like, oh, like I don't want them to see me as this like weak little thing that like she can't do right, something Right, because people who need own, love so are to- fucking weak. <laughs> <laughs> Can you it's imagine? Like, um, no. Like see, Literally when you word it like that. Ever. Yeah. When you word it like that, you're like, oh. Me dumb. I sound like a. A basket case. Yes. You Confirmed. Know? So 
Guys, just to just to say that it's, it ain't that deep. Nothing is ever gonna. It ain't that deep, and it's never gonna be perfect. Yeah, you're gonna be fighting. You're gonna be learning about these things constantly, and something new is gonna come up that is going to make you address it. Totally. You don't have to go looking for triggers. They'll no. come to you. Oh, Trust no, me. No, no, no. They'll find you. <laughs> but I also think that that's and this is somebody like this is somebody that hasn't gone through like really severe trauma. But I do think that like all this like yeah. content warning and trigger warning. I think it really enables people to not identify and work through some of their triggers and i think for some things super Mm -hmm. violent things or whatever i agree totally but yeah i do think that like on social media when it's like when you're talking about food and you're like content warning talking about food again this is Mm -hmm. something that hasn't gone through like severe eating disorder so maybe i'm just talking on my ass but i do think that like i i don't know if that's the answer I don't know if like over trigger warning everything is the answer because I really think that the more that you're exposed to what bothers you, the more that you're able to confront it and move through it because I don't think everyone wants to move through life with these like the bowling ball, what are they called? Also the bowling pins? No, like the, the buffers on the sides. You know, I, I was trying to make it like a fucking I don't quote. Know what the- <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want yes. people to walk through life not having to like to work through anything and to get to the other side. Yeah. Because I, I will say I too that, like, that like people are going to unintentionally trigger you somehow. Like things are going to come up that are going to bother you no matter what, no matter up. the level of yeah, trauma and stuff that you've been through. But it's not the other person's responsibility. I agree. That I think they, as, they didn't a, as a nice person. say something totally. that, yeah. I think it's like putting the cart back at the grocery store. It's really nice. And I think it's like a green flag of like a considerate person. Yeah. But it's not a requirement. Yeah. It's like a social safety. Like You know what I mean? It's like, would it be yeah. really nice if somebody was super considerate with their language and didn't want to like upset you with anything? For sure. Are there also people that even with their best intentions are still going to upset you somehow or, or something's going to flare up in you? For sure. Totally. And I think that means that there's work for you to do, not for the other person. Unless yeah. they're like obviously being think, like racist, homophobic. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like with it, I'm saying people with the right intentions and and with the intent to do good. There's always yeah. going to be something that like flares up a little spark in you that's like ooh that kind of twinged or whatever. Which is, have you heard about like the whole that's Demi Lovato for you. story about how she went off about going into like a Menchie's or something like that? Have you heard about this? Yeah, and there was like calorie counts on something or something. Or? There were calorie counts. She went. Sorry, they went into a Menchie's. Yeah. And there were calorie counts or something. So Demi blasted them on social media, their Instagram, on their social media. And everyone was coming after Demi Lovato being like, this is like, for some places, also for some states, it's like literally a requirement. Like they said, some people were like, it's not that deep. And also, we're putting zero sugar in all of these like food things because some people are like diabetic, diabetic, some people are blah, 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 like gluten. Like the world can't accommodate. Totally. And that was the whole and that was the whole argument is that like and I think that's the beauty about free speech is like Demi has the right to bring that up as something that bothers her and then everyone else also has the right to be like I think to to challenge her back to challenge them back and be like actually I don't know if that's the right way of going about this. I found that super interesting. Totally. I was like, oh, yeah. See, like she at first I thought about it and I was like, and I do oh, think that there are a lot of issues around like how we perceive food and like healthy food yeah. versus not healthy food or sugar versus not sugar and like not understanding mm-hmm. like the complexities of like, I think we all just need to like simplify our food systems and like actually yeah. get more connected with our food systems. But like that's a different conversation than being like this one yeah. company 
totally. triggered me and that's their fault. You know what I mean? But again, if something triggers you, that's, that's your, your responsibility yeah. to figure out why the F that bothered you so much. And I and come at it with so a place hard. of compassion and with curiosity. Yeah. And also sit in the shit. Ooh, I love it. It's not a nice place to be. No, but, it isn't. But that's know, also where on the, the other mushrooms side, grow. Okay, I, I don't I know. I, I my my metaphors are in the dirt. Oh, okay. No, mushrooms grow in shit, don't they? Anyway, Do that they? was a terrible. I, I'm I my. Uh, We're out to lunch today a little bit. I feel for sure. I'm like looking at you, being like, "Come on, think of all the words in my head. <laughs> <laughs> look alive, look alive, Al. Come on." Um. So should we end it there then? Let's not ramble for Let's too long. While I'm having like the Let's... the bowling metaphors and stuff. Yeah, I have. I still have no idea what you were talking about with the bowling like, metaphor. But sometimes you can bowl, and there's the gutters, and then the gutter guards that come up so that you bowl for like kids and stuff that aren't good at bowling. Ah, uh, yes, yes, Jeez, yes. It only took me 17 minutes. I don't know what they're called though. They're, the bowling they have guards. A name, you understand what I'm saying? Oh god, I'm gonna Google it after. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. All right, guys. On we that incredible note, we had a really if beautiful you episode this far. Jeez, Louise. Okay. <laughs> We apologize, so you probably should have stopped about two, three minutes earlier. Yeah, 100%. Because uh, we are on a different planet. Mm-hmm. Just because Just like coffee, Bezos, baby. It. Just like Bezos. <laughs> You're on a billionaire team Oh, God. Okay. Um, but honestly, let's, let's, okay, let's just do like a 30-second recap. Let's do a 30-second recap. That healing okay. isn't linear. <laughs> Treat yourself yes. with the compassion that you show other people. See everybody yeah. as a complex, nuanced individual. Stop comparing yourself to other people. And totally. simplify, like, just write down things that you're grateful for all the freaking time. I'm doing the five-minute yeah. journal right now, and I'm really loving it because it really makes me feel, really nice. even on days that I'm not doing jack-all, I have to think of things that I'm grateful for, and it makes me really, Isn't it nice? it's so nice to think of just, like, truly the simplest things in my life that I need to be grateful yeah. for. It's, I highly and recommend. And also, I will say, stay present. Stay yes. as present as possible. If you find yourself veering into the future. Or in the past. Absolutely. Like living in the past all the time. Or in the past. There is also, I will say quickly, that like there's like the school of like, but like what if I want to like plan for my future? Totally plan for your future. But Have don't live mentally like, there But don't the live there and then also see the gap from where you are right now to the where to where you want to be as daunting. Yeah. Just like that's when you have to reel it in a little bit. Totally. And I think and everyone needs to recognize that they are already the person of their dreams. Like they are already the person sister. that they, they've always wanted to be. Like the person that mm-hmm. goes for runs or the person that's like doing that bitch stuff. Like whatever. You know what I mean? Like they are already that yeah. person. You just have to start cognitively making the choices every single day to show mm-hmm. up as them. It's not going to yeah. just come overnight. You know what I mean? Like it, it, is, a, yeah. it is a decision if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're already no, them. Stop pretending that you're going to like get that haircut or get that $300 coat or whatever to be that person. You're already them. Amen to that. All right, bitch. That's it. Beautiful. Yeah. Love you. I love you too. And I love whoever's listening to this. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all the time. Again, if you have any questions for us or like want us to do a podcast episode on a topic of your choice let us know message us yeah people message send us, really message nice us. messages sometimes it's nice i know we always get really nice messages now i'm like can you give us the dirt on your mo- life yeah, and seriously. like we can let's get into we can that. chat about it yeah, well obviously that. not t- not say your name <laughs> right um, unless you want us to yes. but <laughs> but yeah let's, we'll, we'll do an episode like that soon totally all right love you love you too 
This has been Accidental Friends with Aline and Kristen. This podcast was created by us and produced by the one and only Chloe Jackson. Thank you so much for listening. You can check us out on our Instagram, Accidental Friends Podcast. And you don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. We love you and see you on Thursday.